This week on Ironworks Radio, we discuss our automotive confessions. Nineworks Radio is your dedicated Porsche and car podcast, taking you closer than ever to the world's finest sports cars and the culture and history behind them. The show is brought to you by Nineworks.co.uk, the innovative online platform for Porsche enthusiasts, hosted by Porsche journalist Lee Sibley and 993 owner and engineer Andy Brooks, with special input from friends and experts around the industry, including you, our valued listeners. Grand. Max, Andy, how you doing? Good, Good morning. Day. Let's Very do well. some confessions, shall we? <laughs> I'm so excited about this one. I always enjoy these types of shows. I always feel a little bit naughty. <laughs> we're not we're not going to hear about your um roof are we again on your panel. oh no, no. Uh, that's, not, that's, got, that's not not confession, that's not a confession really. that was something to be proud of yeah <laughs> actually i was at right tune a few weeks back and uh we were discussing like next steps for for my car into 2023 and beyond for yeah. sale no no god no <laughs> god no and uh yeah, there was something I think that was a potential DIY job, and and Chris at Right Tune Tower, and he said, "Don't even think about trying it. We'll do it." And I was like, <laughs> "Okay, think it's a bit sharp." And then he said, uh, "No, no, I remember what you did with your old polo roof back in the day, and you're not doing anything like that. You're not going anywhere near this car. Just leave it to us." So uh, yeah, I admire his uh, his application to actually trying to do a proper job and uh, not leaving me to ruin my own car. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. I, I, but I want to kick off, boys, with, I mean, it, it is a confession. It, I, I would say it, it sets the theme of today. But I don't know, maybe it's not a confession. Maybe you guys can help out. So I've been looking at cars. So I've been doing a, a Max. However, <laughs> I've been looking outside of the Porsche stable, which Ooh. I cannot emphasize. I never do. I never do. But I've seen two cars in the last week of the same model and i've just thought jesus wept that's beautiful wow and today i've always thought they're the most ugly things in the world i've never given them a moment's thought but i've been looking and like really really looking um should we try and guess is it is it german it is yeah it is german bmw yes for yes is it is it is it is it a bangal era car what, I don't, what does that mean? The like Bangles, Chris Bangle. 19, 1980s. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Linda Lucy. No, we're not going there again. Go on. <laughs> so is this maybe a sort of KN, like a family car, size car? Um, it would... No, no. Oh, okay. No. Two-seater? No. Oh. 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 I don't think you'll get it now. I think that's thrown you off. You don't okay. think of this car as a four-seater. Oh. Is it the... The clown shoe. The right, clown shoe. What's the clown shoe? The Z3. No. The, no with the patchback on it. No. 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 So, it has, so it must be quite small then, like one series. This is this is where it throws you off. This is where it throws you off. Um, it's, I think it needs to put us out of our misery. Okay. Uh, BMW i8. Oh, yeah. Oh. Like, honestly, oh, my God. Andy, do you know what? There was one going into a, a very nice house along Sandbanks. 
Sunday evening. And I just thought, wow, that's beautiful. But it was in the dark. <laughs> Everything's more beautiful in the dark. <laughs> that's what I learned at uni anyway. But um, <laughs> but no, um, yeah, so I saw one on the motorway. Saw one on the motorway as well in the day earlier this week. And I was like, geez, that thing is beautiful. I always chastise the car for those weird sort of um, air channels going over like the rear three quarter. Yeah. But I, don't know, it, I just think it's so beautiful. It's, it's so beautiful. It's kind of coming of age, I feel. I've been Definitely. looking at them lately because obviously I've got the i3, yeah, uh, which has got very similar styling features. Yeah. Uh, you can definitely tell that they were sort of brother and sisters designed at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I, I've really come around to them and I wasn't a lover when they first came out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. without a doubt. And, you know, I just, I love things like carbon monocoque chassis. I mean, like that's mm. so cool in a car, like a road car that's 10 years old, basically. And it's like semi like obtainable. I mean, you know, they're, they're, you, you can pick one up for 40K. Yeah, they were they were they were six figures new. Mm. You know what engine you know they've what? got in them? One point five. Yeah, three cylinder mini yeah. engine. Effectively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting car. Yeah, definitely, definitely, really interesting. And that's why I text you, Andy, and was asking about like tax and oh, stuff. Tax, yeah. Um, you know the, the the Cayenne, fantastic car. Laura and I were talking about it in the week. You know, Laura said, oh, "I just love that car." And so do I, but it's so expensive to run. And, you know, yeah. 650 quid a year tax, for example. Wow, really? Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. And that, you know, but it I has got I four seats. It, it has got four seats. And yeah. uh, you're just looking and thinking, you know, could you shoehorn the dog in the back? Uh, but no, it's not. It's not a daily at all, is it? But no. <laughs> yeah, it just, like, like I say, fir first time I've ever looked at that car. I remember when they were brand new, I was working up at, at uh, Hexagon, North London. And um, saw a few of them. I just thought that's the most ugliest thing. But it's funny under the March time how you change your opinion. Mm. Um, and inside is kind of a BMW interior, but not too kind of garish. And actually, your interior on the i3, Andy, that really impressed me at the start of this year. Yeah, um, it's got the ideal um, amount of buttons, and you know, it's it's just right. Yeah, it's, and nicely made. Like sometimes yeah. I remember my old E46 M3 back in the day. You know, was nice enough but it wasn't kind of Porsche levels of niceness in terms yeah. of haptics inside, you know, um, the 996 yeah. is no better. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, like what a car. I just think it's beautiful. Um, it's semi-practical for a car like that. I think it's definitely, definitely a viable alternative to a 911 having never driven one. I just mean in terms of mm. concept and, and yeah. the, the, the 992 gen two, when it comes out next year, will have hybrid technology. Um, it's it's amazing, really, in that the that BMW and the i3 were ten years ahead of their time. That's exactly it, Andy. Exactly you know, they were just it. too too way ahead. You know, that yeah. monoch the monocoque that's carbon fiber is like whoa. Yeah. It's, every time I open the door on mine, yeah, and see that carbon fiber, it's just like amazing to think that's ten years old. Yeah, honestly, without a doubt, I, it's I've, yeah, been really really looking at, at those this week. Um, I would say if there's any listeners out there that have one and wouldn't mind uh, a test drive, wouldn't mind me having a test drive, please get in contact. So I'd be really really interested mm -hmm. to see how that car stacks up. To be honest, because it just it seems like be, incredible yeah. value. Incredible value. I think it value. could be a, a viable daily because you know, well, as you know, with the i3, you'd be your running costs would be way down. You'd just be smoking about on that electric power. I, yeah it could be yeah. yeah i think it. yeah i can see one on your driveway well you know applying the carpe diem principle to these things yeah i, I didn't know it had four seats I, I assume they're they're sort of 911 size you know quite small seats but yeah you know yeah. your dog's not that big 
Well, no, I mean, he's he's quite a, a he is a bit of a slinky for a cockapoo, but in difference to the 911, <laughs> that kind of transmission tunnel that separates the the, the two seats uh-huh. or, or makes them two seats in the back rather than a, a rear bench, um, there's a bit of a kind of recess over them. So actually, you would argue for a for a dog that's chilling, it might be a bit more practical because he could caught, you know, rather than slumping over the transmission tunnel, which he'd have to do at the moment, he can kind of, he's just got a bit more room to just vibe yeah. in the back of a, of, of, of an oh. I-8. So <laughs> the, only, yeah. the only thing I would say that's not good about those is daily wise is the doors. The doors. Yeah. Cause yeah. they've got those, uh, not, what would you call them? It's trapezium doors or something. I don't know what they're called, but they are, they are a bit of an arse apparently when it comes to getting in and out of the car um in confined spaces yeah yeah uh, it's, a, it's a bit it's a bit fast and furious but again i quite, yeah. I quite like that yeah. <laughs> coming over all essex yeah 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 exactly that yeah <laughs> from a uh from a day-to-day point of view as well you know i've had bmws from you know, sort of a 2007 to the one we've had now for a long time 2013 and so a couple of generations of iDrive and it's mm. really excellent and intuitive and usable it's much better to work with than anything in any of the Porsches that I've had or or got. You know, it's really, really good. Really, really good. Very interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, the design, as I said, when that car first came out, wasn't for me, but I've really warmed to it. And and particularly against the backdrop of current BMW design. I mean, Jesus wept. I don't know what they're smoking over in Munich these days. <laughs> the design's awful. Do you know, funny, I was talking to Tony Hatter about it back in April, the, the day after the awards. Um we were driving along the M5, I think, or no, it was M6 going up towards Shropshire. Uh, Tony wanted to buy a guitar strap, leather guitar strap. And uh, yeah, we passed, I think it was like a a two series, but quite tall or or whatever. Yeah. Like a GT thing. I don't, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, it had a badge on the side, like a BMW badge on the side on the C-pillar. And like almost in unison, we both looked at this as we were passing it and we were like, what is that all about and that seems to be a trend with bmw at the moment is to shoehorn a bmw badge on the side in case the front and the rear isn't enough and to me especially coming from like a porsche background where elegance of design is in like this minimalist approach and that actually a hallmark of good design is not putting a badge on it and people still knowing what it is yeah and then you've got these bmws that are going along with like a, a badge on on every face of the car every like, panel you know. <laughs> yeah and it's just so like ghastly it really is yeah. so um yeah it's funny how the march of time makes you look more fondly at more recent history really yeah. isn't it maybe we'll be looking at all the current stuff in 10 years time and going they were ahead of their time. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah I'm not know. sure. I think it'd take um, a lot of of drastic downturn and evolution for me to like the rear end yeah. of a nine nine. Some serious drug. <laughs> drug. Ah, yeah. uh, really? Yeah. Oh. No. So honestly, it's it's it, it will go down in history as a mistake. I'm sure. It's oh four, no. W- four years down the line, I thought I'd have warmed to it, but absolutely not. The sport design pack isn't too bad, as I've said before, because it moves the number plate up. But otherwise, yeah, yeah. you've just got that no man's land. Um, no, terrible, terrible yeah, design. Terrible. Butts. Just just last night, I was I was going to the gym. It was dark, but half past five, and I ended up waiting to turn out onto the A41 behind this person who I don't know, but they have a private number plate and they they run their porsches on quite short deals yeah it seems because they change quite a lot generally in the eight six or eight years or however long it is that i've lived here they've generally had mccann's and kn's but for the first time last night i saw it on the back of a 992 and it was dark and the light strip was on and it was all looking all cool 
um, and they had to jump out onto the A41 and really gun it. And the thing took off up the road. And I thought, fuck, that's really cool. I love that. Love well, that. Max, that completely confirms my sentiment from earlier on in this podcast. Everything looks better in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Hey. Have the point home. Right. So yeah, that was that was I8s and and yeah, the mini confession, but I think we're all in a bit of unison there. That's a that's a cool car. Well, we are yeah. in a bit of unison, but I'd never buy one over a 911. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I've... that when it came out and they were doing the twin test, mm. I thought, yeah, it's cool, but I'd never buy one over a 911. Yeah, yeah. Interesting twin test. Yeah. Coming soon to Nine Works TV. We just need a, a 997.2 and an I8, and then we're away. I've got Perfect. the back to the camera. This podcast is endorsed by the Nine Works Marketplace. Tailored for enthusiasts, this is your first port of call for buying quality Porsche sports cars from trusted dealers with warranty, finance, and independent inspections all available. Car of the week this week is a lovely, lovely Porsche 996 Turbo from Philip Raby Sports Cars. It's quite interesting, this one. It's a 2004 model year, so it's one of the last 996 Turbos. It's black on black, manual, the usual turbo spec, PCM, sat-nav, Bose, heated seats. So it's a really, really nice turbo. Added to that, it's got Bilstein PSS10 coilovers, uh, GT3 brakes up front and GT3 geometry, which Phil says gives super sharp handling. That's my kind of turbo, that is. It's 41995, and it's live now at philipraby.co.uk. That sounds reasonable. Yeah, it's cool, man. I don't know. That sounds like a cool car. Yeah, Mm. 72,500 miles on the clock. That's all right, isn't it? Yeah, really cool. Really cool. And uh, again, just as unlocked a little bit more of, you know, what the what the turbo is all about, really. We all know it's got amazing power, but in modern form, it's also a great GT. I think with this car, it just unlocks a little bit more of the fun that we try to to look for mm. in our 911. Mm. So very, very, very cool indeed. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> con- good. confessions, guys, confessions. The, uh, yeah, I love it. We've had a couple in from Patreons as well. Uh, I've got one to to play out uh, from Jorg over stateside, or he's Canada, actually, so apologies. Uh, not strictly stateside, but certainly that side of the pond. Um, and then we've got another one from uh, UK-based as well. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll kick off. I think uh, we'll kind of get the magazine stuff out of the way because – I mean, I'm I'm sure you guys know there are there are tricks of the trade and and whatnot and things that you you, you do with with magazines to sell things and to to make the magazine as attractive as possible. Uh, kind of little industry things, uh, for example, we've we've changed colours of uh, cars on the cover. Oh, what over the years? Yeah, I think we even did one last. And now too, what? Yeah, we did last year. Um, it was we did a nine nine oh no it might have been started this year 2022 so it was celebrating 25 years of 996 we were out the block early doors happy days and uh, we had a group shoot of uh, 996 models um, and we needed a 996 gen one yeah which we, uh, we used my car but i i was really reticent to have my car effectively front and center of the cover uh, I, I was uh, yeah i thought it was a bit to look at me and everything else yeah. and i didn't want people accusing me of trying to boost values of, of my own car and whatever um and obviously being irish green it was it was kind it's of a bit fairly, stand out isn't it yeah. yeah fairly knowledgeable as to who it belonged to um so we changed it to red <laughs> <laughs> um but actually we've we've found with t911 over the years and it's something we've done before whereby we've changed the color of cover cars uh, to red because we've noticed that if we put a red car on the cover of t911 the magazine seems to sell quite well. Oh, of course. 
So uh, particularly that kind of early millennium era time, as we've spoken about before, full of kind of grey, silvers, blacks, um, obviously, you know, look lovely on your driveway, doesn't look so good and appealing on the newsstand. So yeah, we've 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 changed the the color of the car beforehand to to red to just kind of help catch the eye, I would say. Um, And and it's yeah, it's definitely worked. It's it's shown in our sales. So um, what about brown cars? How do they go on the cover? Bit of brown, maybe. Uh, uh, well, Max, but we have to find out next month, my friend. We we'll have to find out. Next month. I can't wait for you to see that your car's been changed. The guy's red. Or That's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Sick. That's that's why that's why Andy's car made the cover of two magazines because he's got the old the old look at me package down the side. The <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you are you're an editor's dream, Andy. With uh, Brilliant. Brilliant. But, um, yeah, that's one of the things. There, there, there was another time. This was one of my first shoots, actually, that I went to in person. So it's a, a solid 10, 11 years ago now. Um, and it was a 997 GT2 that had been modified to like GT2 RS spec. The 997 GT2 RS was fairly new at the time and heavily modified. It was kicking out, you know, 650, 700 horsepower. And the guy that drove it, really really nice guy but an absolute nutter absolute nutter in case we found a nice corner we were sort of um tring way so yeah sort of your neck of the woods Ah. max really yeah yeah. found this really nice corner it was sort of this time of year actually you know leaves on the road made for a lovely shot as the car's driving through the leaves and they're all kind of you know billowing left and right and all the rest of it and uh any case yeah found a nice corner and this was really early on and funnily enough these days possibly as a legacy of this story we always shoot the details on a on a car first on a mag photo shoot. Yeah. Mainly, it's clean, clean. but also yeah. the car tends to be in one piece. Um, <laughs> so, any case, yeah, bright and early winter's morning, and found this lovely corner. Jump straight into the to the shots, and the owner of the car was behind the wheel, and he said, uh, "Do you want me to drift around this corner?" And we were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, definitely. That look amazing for the shots." <laughs> so off he goes, comes around the corner, and. Uh, messes it up completely messes it up completely and like twats a um like a verge basically it was a grass oh verge. So it was like it was a soft hit but it's one of those classic ones where you're, you're standing on the corner you hear this car coming you see it coming around the corner pretty much at full lock when you think mm, that should sort of be an entry point really <laughs> <laughs> rather than we're already into like full tokyo drift spec at this stage and uh, yeah, so it was this kind of soft hit on this um, like grassy, muddy verge. Um, and it was the near side front of the car that hit. And any case, yeah, almighty thud, almighty kind of sound of like crack, basically. Oh. And yeah, the car, I remember it jumped up in the air. It went like a good foot up in the air and then slapped down. He sat there. Then the window, we were all like, what in Jesus' name's just happened there? Then the window just went down and the driver just went, Way. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes did you get it on film yeah yeah he was like should i give it another go and we were like um i mean you can't tell a car to an owner to you know not drive his car right or whatever 
So he said, yeah, you can if you want. In any case, he, he he spins around, drives off. And then as he's going up the road, you've got this sound of this like deep thrum bassy Metzger engine. And then this high pitched scratching where there's clearly like something dragging over the road. <laughs> <laughs> the car gets about 50 yards up the road. You can only see the back of it at this time. Then the brake lights go on. So we, we wander over, have a look at the front and basically where the car is hit this front verge like the splitter is pretty much like ripped off on that side um but the bumper is like hanging off as well it's pulled away from the front of the car so there's like a big gap underneath like where the headlights um fender is and whatnot so yeah it was it was a bit of a mess actually um so yeah you you may or may not know if you ever bought that episode or issue of t911 there's not a great deal of driving shots in that car. And uh, I mean, we were a little bit bummed because it was the cover car. It was shot fairly late on in the production cycle of the month. There wasn't really a lot else we could get by way of a backup. Um, so the car did go on the cover and uh, it's heavily photoshopped. <laughs> <laughs> because the actual car was sort of in bits at the front. And um, obviously we changed the nature of the, of, of the article. It was going to be like a drive story. But obviously that 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 kind of didn't happen in the end. So it was just talking about the build story of the car. Um <laughs> And the rebuild story of the car. Well, the rebuild. Yeah. It was quite funny as well because you know the, the owner was quoted in the article saying, "I'd never sell it." And you go, "Well, that's a good job because you can't now." <laughs> Listen, but no, it was, it was obviously all, all, all fixable and repairable. But um, yeah, that that car was on the front cover and was absolutely heavily photoshopped because uh, it had bits missing. <laughs> Brilliant. I've got so, um, I've got a good confession of going around a corner like that. Actually, I, yeah. I had a mini um, mini clubman. So like the new mini club and, you know, with the suicide doors and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, I was going down, you know, Matcham's Lane. Which oh, is, a, excellent. Yeah. Basically, it's a rally course, isn't it? It Matcham's is. Yeah. Lane. I remember going down there with um, a friend driving when I was about 18 and he lived on Matcham's Lane in Avon Castle. And um, I actually thought I was on a rally course and that I was going to die because, you know, he knew this road way too well. But anyway, I was uh, yeah, I was driving this mini clubman, and I th- I think I had somebody up my ass was sort of trying, and I was trying to sort of you know show that I was faster than him, <laughs> and uh, went <laughs> went oh, over the- yeah yeah exactly <laughs> went over the bridge that goes over the spur road, and you'll know this Lee where there's the two corners they're both sort of ninety degree corners either side yeah yeah so I, was, I was heading north towards Ringwood, and uh, went around the corner and just lost it the car just slid it was on some shitty like chinese tires and i ended up going up this bank that was on the side uh it, i must have gone 10 15 foot up this bank and the the other car that i you know was pushing me along just disappeared off down the road mm-hmm. and i had bits of like grass stuck in between the tire and the wheel <laughs> <laughs> it was absolute mess and just sort of stopped and was like Oh shit! <laughs> and he just carried on, you know. What what happened? Oh, what happened to matey behind you? Oh, he just carried on. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was fine. He'll be all right. On. Yeah, that, yeah. That'll learn fine. him. That'll learn yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the only instant I've had on that corner. Actually, thinking about it, I I um I bought a really cheap <laughs> Subaru WRX. Uh, what are they, like the little estate one with oh, oh yeah, yeah, turbos yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I bought it real cheap. It was like eight hundred quid. I bought it for this was you know back in the day, um, and it had something about it. I couldn't change the rear tires, couldn't get the wheels off because it had really old tires on it. And I'm sure I span on that corner, on the same corner, uh, <laughs> in that Subaru because of the back tires on it. 
I thought I was invincible because it was four wheel drive. But yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to say yeah, that. It oh, wasn't. They, yeah, it was scary as shit. <laughs> We should go and do some photos there with Gustavo, Andy. See what happens. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not going near that road. <laughs> Similar thing happened to a friend of mine, at, uh, at Shandy, on going in between Aylesbury and Buckingham, uh, the A413, a real cracking bit of road. It's been changed a little bit, so it's not quite as good as it used to be. But my friend Dave, who's um, he was quite a talented motorbike racer and had that road, you know, really off pat in his in his in his car. He was going along that way from Aylesbury. Yeah. And he was two cars behind my dad, who was in his three two Carrera at the time. And in between them was classic Mondeo man, literally in a Mondeo. And he was harrying my dad because my dad was in a he had a white three two Carrera. Uh, yeah. so it was pretty cool and he was really busting my dad's balls trying to get him to go fast and you know jockeying around behind him and dave was behind him in his like mark 4 1.3 litre escort <laughs> you know the most ordinary <laughs> car got into Whitchurch. my dad pulled off to go up home and this and mondeo man went herring out onto what we call the mountain section yeah and dave dave went after him um and uh and was right up his chuff um <laughs> doing the same I and like it. you the guy went faster and faster and faster yeah and it eventually crashed the car and actually rolled it into the hedge. Um, so Dave did stop, to be fair. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you don't want to park it there, mate. <laughs> the guy was very embarrassed, but he was fine. Um, so uh, he kind of got his just desserts. That guy, Dave, just just left him at that point. <laughs> I did the same thing to, a, I think it was a, an Astra GTE. And this was up a little lane in sort of um southampton way out the back of southampton and uh yeah i was pushing him sort of down the road you know he was definitely a little boy racer type guy and i think i was in my scirocco and um it was a mark ii white astra gte it's amazing how much detail you can remember isn't it yeah and uh he span, significant moments yeah and he span off the road uh into a hedge yeah just disappeared into a field I just kept on going. <laughs> I didn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Well, ever the conscientious motorist, Andy. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I just kept on uh, going. <laughs> I've forgotten all about that. It's funny. Uh, yeah. Recall in stories and other ones pop into your mind. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. I do remember, actually, I, I know before, Andy, you and I, when we did a, an episode that was uh, about accidents, basically. Yeah. And um, a, a story I didn't recall at the time, but I feel like enough time has passed now. Is, uh, <laughs> You're ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to discuss it. This is confessions after all. So, yeah. uh, so long as we keep it strictly between us and and, and all the listeners at home. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yes, I'm, I've had the unique experience of somebody crashing my own car into me. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and he, even even better it's all on camera as well <laughs> so i was i was away i won't the car was fine i'll point that out um point that out now it's all all repaired fine and it was it was bumper damage and, and that's it um it was my old my old 911 my old c4s but um yeah so i'd done a film for youtube on a car and then obviously needing to like top it up with with b-roll and whatnot yeah um, I put a GoPro on my own car and just asked uh, somebody else <laughs> to drive my car and follow me in said car that I was doing the video on, uh, which will also remain a secret. And uh, yeah, so we've got this wonderful footage. If you imagine this GoPro on the front of my car, a bit like <laughs> a Mercedes badge at the front. Yeah. So we get to a T-junction. And then the car I'm in, I, I go to go, but then a car came steaming around <laughs> the corner. So I've put the brake on. 
but matey boy driving my car hasn't seen that I haven't actually gone and it's just Oops. basically gone ah, bang, bang. <laughs> smash oh. into the back of my car and uh then reversed reversed back and then you can just see this like dent <laughs> basically in my <laughs> bumper uh, where the like the corner was pushed in but um it it did need like a, a, a new bumper and whatnot but like that, that was literally it and, and that's what they're for right yeah so uh but it, it it was quite funny maybe one day that video might surface i don't know <laughs> but it's it is a bit of a cracker it has to be said but yeah it was it was a bit weird so i i remember sitting in this car like sitting at this junction looking left looking right or oh, i think i can go oh no i won't foot on the brake and then just hearing this crunch having this gentle tickle forward in my seat and then just thinking <laughs> that's my own car that's just gone into me <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Horrible. It was a I, bit, yeah, it was a bit deflating. I do remember thinking, Lee, when I I helped you with some B roll once in my nine nine seven, and I remember thinking, and you, and you know, you 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 rigged up my car, and I was following you, and I do remember thinking, you said, get as you know, stay as close as you can. Let's get some good B roll. I thought, okay, I can do this. And I remember thinking, this is quite high stakes activity. This, <laughs> you know, you know. We've got to get some good shots. We're going to press on a little bit, and I've got to stay real close. And as we were doing it, I was thinking, "Oh God, you know, this is yeah. There's there's potential here. Yeah, this yeah. Is going a, quite badly wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a risk assessment yeah. involved. I think. Yeah, I mean, they, they, we've like car to car tracking, um, in difference to like T junction stuff. Um, because I, I get it. The guy or girl that was behind, um, was just trying to stay out at the you know, pull out onto the road at the same time as me so we could be you know one in yeah. front of the other that's what you need the, the the camera stuff for but um on car to car tracking i mean it's and this is like for all magazine stuff really it's generally done at like um 20 mile an hour as you know max and like i always just basically say i'm i'm not gonna break because at, at 20 mile an hour you'd always do it on a clear bit of road anyway yeah um there shouldn't be a need to, but yeah, I, I see what you mean when you're kind of on that car behind, you're almost glued to the lights in front yeah, being like, yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. You know, I need to be, my reaction times need to be absolutely bang yeah. on, but um, that's the key. But yeah, you're right. It is, it can be a bit precarious, but it's what we do <laughs> to get an amazing shot. Exactly. And we pulled it off. So it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. Definitely. Uh, Andy, you've got an absolute beauty of a, uh, of a confession up at Bista. It's, it's, it's recent as well and and i absolutely love it oh i wasn't gonna bring that one up either <laughs> well, you know, it's honestly it's such a beauty it's a bit raw have you been thrown <laughs> under the bus here andy i think i have i think oh, i dear. have yeah 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 there was, you want to uh, think about it for a minute or are you happy to go no i'm happy to go i'm happy to go just hope that certain people aren't listening <laughs> we're all friends here we're all yeah, friends yeah. here it's free publicity andy oh yeah Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So there was um, a, a little do up at uh, at Bister a few weeks ago. Well, probably a few months ago now, wasn't it? You were up there as well, weren't you, Max? And um, yeah, there was, it was a, there was a PTS area. Ah, yes. Um, so yeah, the, uh, the organizers, the organizers had asked um, that um, if you had a PTS car that you registered, and uh you got into a particular area which is outside the the two hangars and uh yeah i managed to blag my way into the pts area <laughs> with your guards red 993 yeah PTS stripes yeah, yeah. They, looked, <laughs> they looked at me particularly weirdly like what uh is guards red well i don't know just i kept going i just followed uh andy 
um who's got the minty 991 gts yeah, yeah um i'd followed him up and just carried on following him and just kind of blagged it in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone questioned it you should say it's not guards red it's indie shrot uh, <laughs> guards red anyway but uh yeah that might throw but yeah the, the stripes they're cxx anyway aren't they they're porsche yeah. exclusive so absolutely yeah i can't <laughs> believe you got away with that guards red surely the least pts i know, I know. Ever. yeah <laughs> That is I think it was because it was early. They were still sort of you know, getting the sleepy dust out of their eyes. So <laughs> it worked Absolutely. for you. There was a similar yeah. time when um, Andy, you and I were part of a group that went up. I can't remember what it was for. It might have been a scramble. I think and, it was. Um, yeah, we basically blagged our way right in front of the hangar. I think I was just following you again on that. So I think you were definitely yeah. the perpetrator. I think from what <laughs> I remember. But um, I, I think I was, so. Yeah, I was following someone anyway, you know, so someone had blagged it. And then so you get to the steward, they'd spun the story, whatever got in. And by the time it got to me, I was saying, I'm just following my mate in front, basically. And (laughs) uh, and we managed to get right outside the hangar. I remember as soon as we got there, the consensus was right. Just ditch the cars now because get out of the cars. If you're not near the car, they can't ask you to move it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is exactly what I did with PTSD. Yeah. (laughs) I jumped out of the car and ran away. Went to get a cup of coffee in a week. Yeah, I'm not coming back till 2 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. I mean, oh. thought for the day though as well. You know, you you choose a PTS color to be different, right? That's kind of the whole point. But if you're in a pen of other cars that all have the same thing, then how different are you really? Yeah. I, what did you think to the PTS that colors that day, Max? There, there was lots of boring colors weren't they that wasn't much interesting yeah stuff. yeah i think it was um well generally i don't think they tried as hard with it in, as they could have done in the way that they organized it and laid it out and and also <laughs> letting bloody interlopers in and all yeah yeah so um <laughs> yeah yeah it was yeah it was okay i mean i had i had visions of rare shades and all that kind of thing and it, and it, and it certainly didn't come up to that yeah yeah, it was all a bit grey and dark greens from what I can remember. It was a little bit. I think ba- bit. basically PTS should be renamed dark green at the moment, shouldn't it? it oak should green be. metallic. Oak yeah. green it's not oak green metallic's not really not in my opinion anyway. It shouldn't really be kind of called paint sample because uh, it's it's kind of ubiquitous in Porsche-dom these days. I think the only yeah. reason it's not been added to um to the the list generally is a there's a venturine green was kicking around uh yeah. but also porsche makes great money out of uh yeah yeah, 9K, yeah metallic orders <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day but but they you know yeah you, you, you do see a lot of them so definitely. back on the confessions i i've got one that i've, been, I've thought of because talking about that bit of road well you're talking about yours Andy, and then me yeah. talking about the 413 i did inadvertently have a race with a police car along there once <laughs> <laughs> i've um, never done that so it's a long time ago so it was in a b-reg one liter polo it was post university i was living Red back van, love it yeah 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 they're cool um and i was coming back from milton Keynes late at night up into the cinema with my girlfriend uh so it was about midnight you know maybe just before and uh i was I, you know i was i was keen to get home so i was motoring along and i was coming up towards the a413 and someone went past me the other way i didn't really think anything of it and i got out onto the a413 and you know off i went and uh, then I saw these headlights uh, behind me, and they were they were uh, catching. And I thought, hey, no one's going to catch me along this bit <laughs> road, maybe apart from my friend Dave. So I went for it. So I, you know, I went as fast as I could along there, and I got into the village where I needed to turn off, and I turned off up to where where I lived, and uh, went out really slowly just so I could see the see my my fellow competitor. 
just see them go past carrying on into Aylesbury, presumably, just to see what car it was. Uh, so I crawled up there and bloody panda car came down and yeah. appeared and turned right, followed me up, put his blue lights on and pulled me over. I thought, oh, no. <laughs> I've been racing a bloody police car. He was pretty, he was pretty grumpy about having to bloody over rev his 1.6 Astra panda mm. car. He <laughs> said, what are you doing? I said, I said well, I'm, on my home. I'm on my way home from, from the, from the cinema officer where are you going i said i was just up here just a mile up the road just up up home and he said well go on then um, hurry up and and stormed off and got back in his car and drove off <laughs> hurry <laughs> up but, but not too fast yeah, yeah. so i was pleased uh, to have got away with that what's your feel... was your date in the car no 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 she she lived in milton Keynes, so i was flying solo at that point yeah yeah on to the always, next one. always sensible when you're driving that fast yeah and unlike my other confession actually which is a bit like confession to my friend ben uh when we were going we were in italy when i first had the winter tires on my 997 my uh, pirelli sotto zeros and we were going down out of the alps to, towards turin and we were we were pressing on ben and i in the car in our convoy and it and it occurred to me at one point i didn't actually know what the speed rating was of these Sotto Zeros. I didn't know if it's the same as the summer tyres that I'd taken off, but it just came into my mind at a really unfortunate moment because we were going about as fast as the car would go. And I thought, God, if we have an accident here, we're just going to turn into like a ball of chewing gum. Mm. Um, <laughs> so I thought, I'm, I'm sure the speed rating is probably the same as, as the summer tyres, but I don't know. And it was just whirring through my mind as we were pressing on. So I didn't say anything to Ben at the time because I didn't want to worry him. Um, and we're still here. We're both still alive, and the car survived. But yeah, it did. It did get my attention. <laughs> have you got any um, police racing stories, Lee? I haven't. Yeah. Well, um, no, no, not really. I think no, we I've... covered. I think we covered them in our blue light blunders episode. I think we but did, maybe, yeah. maybe it's yeah. a revisit. I don't know. Um, I would like, in similar kind of uh, vein to Max, I have got like a public apology, um, which I think it's about time I aired it to my friend Jamie, uh, who thankfully will not be listening to this podcast, and hopefully for a long time still. So uh, this was back in 2010, and uh, I was living at a pub in in Bournemouth uh, with my good friend Guy, and uh, Jamie living was at a pub. Yeah, brilliant, oh, great days, great <laughs> days. And uh, what just in the bar, or you had a room upstairs? I don't, well, both to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I worked, I just um, I was working there kind of part time while I was at uni, and then when I left university, I I was there kind of full time. Um, and I started, I started a magazine, um, dedicated to live music in the area, uh, which was quite cool called Sound Surge. And I did another magazine for the pub called Time at the Bar. Uh, which again was just another excuse to chat to people under the pretense of interviewing them uh, while sinking a pint, basically. <laughs> but no, we 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 a did free do it. Pint. Yeah, yeah, but it well was yeah, yeah, you know, a bit of enterprise in that. That's what I needed to do to get into the industry, I think. And um, anyway, so yeah, we were living there, myself and Guy and uh, Jamie, who was the landlord, and he bought this brand new Audi A5 cab, uh, white one white one black interior black roof any case uh 
collection day goes down to Paul Audi collects the car and like 2010 as well that was when like white cars were the don they were the absolute don yeah. and they were they were everywhere weren't they like you know there's lots of white cars around those very early kind of 2010 11 sort of time and in any case he picked up from Paul Audi brought it back to the pub proud as punch proud as punch he for whatever reason he, he he didn't let me but he let guy drive this car guy loves audis even to this day absolutely loves them and he let guy he let guy drive the car so uh any case guy goes off uh like 20 minutes later i get a phone call uh really panicked and uh basically what guy had done because he was just driving at the time uh an old say ibifa that was decked on porsche design 90 wheels that i saw nice. funny enough yeah nice. yeah proper cool man proper scene and uh <laughs> yeah so that that was that was pretty cool but uh yeah he called me absolutely panicked and what happened was he's pulled over in some sort of car park or wherever and it was on a bit of a slope and he's pulled over and he can't find the handbrake like the tra traditional handbrake yeah. so he's looking around for this lever um when in fact it was like the air brake just like the little kind of thing that you flick these days and uh yeah he's while looking for that he's not got his foot on the brake or anything so this car has rolled forward and hit a wall um i cannot emphasize this car is hours new it oh is my God. hours new so then he's like panicked his reverse back jumped out and there's like a scratch all along like the front like the the proudest point of the bumper it's quite pointy at the nose this thing yeah. um and on this lovely pristine white bumper there's this like black plastic showing so he's called me up absolutely panicked um i went out to find him from what i remember i didn't laugh as much as i perhaps should have done <laughs> but um any case what transpired was is uh we went to halfords and uh, asked for some touch-up paint and they were like what color is it and we were just like i don't know it's that that brand new thing out there basically and then um, they color matched it to the reg in the end and there we were on this car that we hadn't even got to lunchtime i kid you not we hadn't even got to lunchtime this car was hours old and there i was on my hands and knees in a halfords car park putting touch-up paint on it and uh any case we went back to the pub car park a long time later on and jamie's like what on earth happened to you and uh god said oh no um i just got lost and then i bumped into lee in town <laughs> and uh <laughs> but somehow it flew somehow it flew but what i will say is jamie's mum who also lived at the pub at the time um guy had a, a guilty conscience and told violet and uh in a moment of weakness and and violet just turned around and she said it's fine it's fine but let's keep it between us we won't tell jamie <laughs> so to the and so he drove this car for like two three years proud as punch and we always had a bit of a giggle that had this like manky touch-up paint and the only reason he never knew it was there is because he would never clean his own car ah. so it, uh, <laughs> yeah he, he, he wouldn't know about it to this day and and, and if he My ever word. does listen to this podcast it's uh, i think it should be an apology from guy really that he twatted a wall <laughs> when the car was about 45 minutes old but yeah <laughs> yeah yeah the things you do to get your mates out of trouble oh yeah. talking of confessions i actually quite fancy in that well actually an s5 cab i've looked at them quite a lot over the years i've never Re bought one, but I still really quite fancy really one. really understeery yeah i bet it is, I bet it is. and a, fr yeah, a friend of mine uh, yeah a friend of mine's got an s5 um coupe actually yeah. and and yeah you're right andy it's just a big old boat the engine's in a, such a weird place yeah yeah i mean we drive cars where the engine's fully over the back but this is kind of fully over the front in a in a way it's it's kind of the main mass is sitting just like over that front axle and it's yeah. not it's not a nice drive at all yeah. 
also in a similar vein i bought when i bought my first 130i bmw 130i really great little cars which i bought from uh bmw main dealer in 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 surrey sort of way so i paid top dollar for it i think i picked it up on the saturday and the following friday i was at the copthorne hotel in slough at a um work seminar and it's got an underground car park and it's a real i've been there you know for seminars and things many times before i knew it was a real sod of a car park you know dark lots of bloody concrete pillars and all that kind of thing so i got there in good time i spent ages driving around trying to find the best parking space for my new car i was faffing about and in the end of course i reversed into the corner of a concrete pillar (laughs) (laughs) i I tell you what i i i may have actually cried a little bit Uh, people say oh i nearly burst into tears i think i might (laughs) in my defense um, obviously I was driving the car and I hit the pillar, but it transpired that the rear parking sensors didn't work. Oh, uh, so, chestnut. So I tried to follow it up with the salesman, of course, who I got nothing from because he'd sold yeah. the car and he didn't give two hoots. Mm-hmm. But eventually when I got my sort of standard letter from the dealer principal, um, saying thank you for buying your car yada 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 i then had his details so i wrote back saying thank you very much for your letter as it happens this is what's happened so i was able to get the car fixed although they Uh, wanted to replace the entire back end of the car but yeah anyway i was so upset i I remember buying a brand new motorbike uh bought a a suzuki bandit it was this lovely oh, yeah. orange. 600 or 1200 600 it was it was lovely. a lovely orange color like orange metallic almost red and um i picked it up on the first of august you know when you pick it up at midnight to have the new registration oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 uh remember getting getting it home and so this would have been about two o'clock in the morning and managed to scratch the front mud guard on a nail or something that was sticking out of a bit of shed. Oh. Uh, you know, literally a couple of hours old. Not, yeah, a couple of hours old to me. And I put a huge scratch in the front mud guard and it stayed there forevermore and sort of reminded me of what a twat I was. <laughs> oh, that's upsetting. Horrible. That's upsetting. It's yeah. always so annoying with things like that because it always happens to like nice, shiny new things. Yeah. 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 Gutting, isn't it? yeah absolutely gutting yeah my first motorbike yeah my first motorbike andy was a honda hornet 600 um oh yeah yeah which which i bought off a friend of mine and i picked it no he much better around to my house he brought it around to my house my friend ian who i bought it from in his van on the saturday and on the sunday another mutual friend of ours um danny he phoned me up and he said you've got your bike haven't you You got your bike yesterday um i'll come over and have a look at it and at the time he he was he was recovering from a broken leg um and someone had lent him a fire blade so he could get back to riding because he was racing motorbikes at the time so he needed yeah. to get the movement back and that sort of thing he said i'll come over and have a look i was like yeah yeah brilliant okay um and then after that i thought eh, maybe not i've only had the thing for like for a day and, you know it's my first bike he's very experienced so i phoned him back and i said look maybe we'll go out for a ride another day and i've only just got the bike i'm just pottering around the lanes on it and that sort of thing another yeah. time and, and he said yeah yeah, yeah. he said he said okay yeah fair enough he said i tell you what i'm going out anyway so i'll just come over so you know he he lived about 45 minutes away so 25 minutes later he comes screaming up the road on his bike and he's and he's wired he said come on let's go out for a ride come on come on let's go out for a ride i was like oh man i ain't sure about this i said look you do whatever you want to do i'm just going to ride the bike so we went down through the village out onto the a413 again yeah. where it all happens up onto the mountain section and i'm cruising along doing my own thing you know doing 70 70 
60 miles an hour, you know, and uh, there was a car in front of us, which as you say, Andy, you remember the details of these situations. Yeah. It was a dark green Renault Laguna, which <laughs> I always thought was quite God, a nice car, those for years. Good looking car. Yeah. And he was actually going more quickly than us. He was going away from us. And that didn't work for my mate who was behind me on this fire blade. So he comes screaming past me, you know, with his jeans on and his paddock jacket up around his shoulders and all that sort of thing and went racing off. And then there's this lovely sort of open right hand kink sort of thing. And he threw this fire blade into that. And cause he'd been at my house and then going really slowly, his tires were cooled down and he, um, and he, and he lost the front, which then gripped and, and he got high sided out of the seat. Um, and was literally, he was doing the classic Randy, Randy Mamola Superman thing. If you've seen that on YouTube. So his, his hands are on the handlebars and his legs are up in the air and the bikes all over the place. And I thought, Oh my God, this is, this is really bad. This is really bad. I thought, God, he's just going to slam down onto the ground and it's, Oh God. And all these things are going through my mind. Um, but when he came back down, the bike was underneath him and he landed back in the seat and the thing went into a massive tank slap, you know, lot, oh, lot, yeah. lot, lot. Yeah. Yeah. It was all over the place. Uh, I thought, oh my God, you know, this was all just in fold. I thought this is the death of my friend in front of my eyes. And he wound the throttle on and the tank slapper worked his way out and he went flying off up the road. And I think he took the like Laguna on the brakes around the outside into a left-hander going into Winslow. I nearly drove straight off the road into the field at that kink. <laughs> so, so busy watching, watching what he was doing. But <laughs> I managed to get into Winslow and he's waiting for me at the side of the road. I pulled over next to him. And at this by this point, I'm crying in my crash on with laughter this time. And I, and I said, I said, oh my God. I thought you were dead. And he said, yeah, so did I. But I thought there's no way I'm going to crash in front of you the first time we go out. <laughs> and he flicked his visor down and went screaming off. Uh, absolutely next amazing. Next time I saw him was in Buckingham. And he was wait again waiting for me at the side of the road. And, and he said, oh, you know that humpback bridge along there, that little bridge? I said, yeah, 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 yeah. He said, I took that flat out. He said, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had a tank slapper? no oh i did no, I, I did one on um cadwell park so i'd ridden all the way up to cadwell from oh it would have been when, where was i living at the time sort of southampton so that's just massive Long way. all the way to to yorkshire north yorkshire isn't it up at grimsby yeah it's a well, long way. maybe lincolnshire it might be just in lincolnshire Lincoln. oh yeah it is actually isn't it yeah, yeah. still a bloody long way nearly yorkshire yeah. nearly yorkshire um and yeah went up for a track day um and it was up on the top corner, really fast corner. And my bike just slid like the back just slid, you know, almost going into a high side and then yeah. bang, bang, bang. All of, I just don't know how I survived it. Came out the other side, but yeah, scary, scary, scary situation to get into. Don't want Gentle to do ride home, eh? Yes. Yeah. A long ride home. Yeah. After that. <laughs> yeah. Ah, bikes. Yeah. Let's not go there. Yeah. Dangerous old things. Um, we'll have a uh, confession from a Patreon or yeah, a listener. It or it's a Patreon. Peter Sibley. No relation. Uh, if you guys are, are good for that. Um, yep. Peter did say he would put this into uh, a voice note, but you're too late, Peter. So I'm going to read out what you DM'd me on Instagram. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, I had my 996 Targa back in 2012, right when Porsche was celebrating 50 years of the 911. You may remember they did some really nice 91150 stickers. I think I do remember that actually. It was the it was on the back of the 991 anniversary, if you remember. 
So oh, yeah. it was like a grey 911 and then kind of sunk beneath that was a red 50. Mm. Porsche did have it on marketing paraphernalia at the time as well. Maybe we'll share a, a picture of that on our Instagram so people can picture it uh, if you can't Google it now. Uh, but any case, yeah, Peter said, um, well, I fitted onto my engine lid near the target script a badge mimicking exactly this, say 91150. Uh, I then had endless, most joking comments and questions from fellow enthusiasts about whether or not the car actually ran a five-litre engine. <laughs> <laughs> Note to self, don't fit silly badges in silly places. <laughs> I, I, can see, I can see why he's done it. I get the sentiment there, but uh, I can also see why people might have thought that was a five-litre naturally aspirated target <laughs> rocking around. <laughs> That'd be something, wouldn't it? Yeah, very good. Very good. Brilliant. Um, I've, got, Peter. I've got another one from uh, Jorg as well. Is that is that the guy that I called George? Yes. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jorg. Who's right? Is it me or Lee? Let us know. Hey, guys. Hope all's well. So my Porsche confession is not about a car, but rather it's, it's about an experience that I had uh, a few years ago. And it was roughly about two years after Magnus Walker... Uh, released Urban Outlaw, and uh, you know that movie, like many would tell him, inspired me to become a 911 owner and um, yeah, basically yeah, yeah. addicted to 911s and everything Porsche. So um, I I was in LA for a conference, roughly two years after that that you know when that movie came out, and uh, I had uh, I was staying downtown and I had a rental car and I had some free time. So uh, I drove out to the Arts District, short drive uh, from where I was staying, downtown L.A. And uh, lo and behold, I found Magnus's place and uh, parked right off front of it. There was no sign of anyone being around and, you know, the gate was closed, but uh, I could see the place. And I felt a little bit awkward, you know, and of course I was by myself and feeling a little awkward, feeling like a, like a stalker. <laughs> but I, I probably sat there two minutes and left and then went to dinner that night with a colleague. And I had sent this colleague probably months earlier um, a link to the movie. And uh, he knew who Magnus Walker is. And I said, oh, by the way, I was, yeah, I went through the arts district for a drive today and it was neat to see it. And uh, I, I saw Magnus's place and he's like, get out. Well, we got to go tomorrow. You got to show it to me. I'm like, okay. So the following day, uh, we... We drive the Arts District, and uh, we park right off front of the place, uh, Magnus's place. And this time, the gate's open. The gate's wide open. And I look at my buddy, I'm like, get out of the car. <laughs> so we get out of the car, and uh, I'm leading the, you know, I'm leading our little pack there of two people. And uh, I walk right on the driveway, and there's like this old 911 there. And I'm looking at the 911, and my buddy's like, what are you doing? Like you can't, this is like someone's property. And, and I, I, I was just, you know, enamored by the nine 11. And, uh, but I could hear Magnus's, uh, you know, distinctive accent, his voice around the corner. And I look to my right and the, the door is drawn open. The sliding door, um, is, is drawn open and I can hear conversation. So I poked my head around the corner and Magnus sees me and he's like, can I help you? And I thought, and I said to Magnus, I'm George. I'm from Toronto. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Um, you know, I, I'm just, I'm a fan and I wanted to say hello. And he's like, well, why don't you send me an email? And I said, I stopped and thought about it. I said, I didn't know I could do that, <laughs> right? 
Um, he's like, how'd you get in here? And I said to him, well, the door, uh, the gate's open. And he looks at his mechanics, looks at me, he looks back at the mechanics that he's working with and says, well, we'll have to do something about that gate. And like, at this point, I feel like I'm two inches tall and I feel, you know, like, oh my God, I realize what I've done. I've just walked into this guy's home, basically. And uh, he was so humble and kind and, and generous. And he looks at us and he's, and he says, uh, you got a car? I said, yeah, I got a 911. And, uh, let me see a picture of it. So I show him a picture of it and we just chat a little bit about, you know, about my car that I have. And, and, uh, so he says, you want to see the cars? And we're like, yeah, absolutely. So he, uh, walks us over, uh, to a different section slides the door open and it's pitch dark and he's, he hits the light switch and it's like, you know, that noise of electrical lights coming on from the last century, that buzzing, that's that loud buzzing and, lights come on to his collection of cars and uh, it's glorious right and to my right when i'm looking at his garage to my right when the lights come on there's there's 277 in the front row um second row is all his turbos and uh he looks at my buddy and i and he says uh you guys can look all you want just do me a favor no pictures okay and we're like absolutely magnus um so my buddy and i I don't know. We might have spent five minutes looking at the cars. We, we felt kind of sheepish um, just because, you know, realizing like we just were stalkers um, at this point <laughs> and uh, came back into the area he was at. And we were saying, thank you so much, Magnus. We really appreciate it. He was so humble and generous and looked at us and he's like, uh, here's a couple of posters for my movie. And you know, here's a, uh, here's a couple of shop rags, uh, you know, and, and, and um, next time send me an email. I'm just, Sure. Thanks, Magnus. And uh, he just a great experience. I've been fortunate enough to have met him years later at, at several different like, car auctions and shows in North America. And I've had you know conversations with him. Um, and he's really, truly just a gentleman and approachable. But I've never, ever dared once say to him, hey, remember when there was that guy from Toronto that crashed your place? Uh, well, that was me. <laughs> so anyways, that's my story. Thanks, guys. Ah, nice. I think fair play yeah. for wondering in if the gate's open. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Why that's York. That's interesting because I've I've just written my um, living the legend for for next month's uh, magazine, and it's yeah. pretty much a repeat of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I managed to um, get an interview. Magnus has obviously that's been played on this uh, podcast, but yeah, it was yeah. great to great to have a little mooch round. Yeah, 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 I think yeah. so. And again, we've, we've, I mean, we're big fans of Magnus on this podcast, but we've said before about um, how accommodating he is, really. And yeah. uh, you know, yeah, didn't didn't tell George to bugger off, and we know it's George definitively there because he, he mentioned yes, his name in did. the. I in was the correct. Recording, <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, you were Andy. Well yeah. done, very well done. Redemption, uh, an, Andy. Yes, and, and, and apologies to to George for calling you York as well, my friend. York, um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, look, that's yeah. I think that's that's fair game. As I think I would have done the same as George. If the gates open, have a wander in. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, forgiven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any other confessions, chaps? I did have a thought, actually. Another story, which is a confession, which I must say to my dad, because he was wondering what was going on. I was A413 oh, again, B Reg, one litre polo, coming back from Buckingham this time. Same guy, Danny. He's always involved in these things. But he had a Mark One Golf GTI at the time. So we were in cars rather than on bikes. And he was up my chuck, and we were pressing on through the lanes. And I was building up to an overtake, you know, remember what it's like. You've got to really think about an overtake when you've only got one liter, haven't you? Yeah. So I was working up, I was working up to, 
up to this section and I thought right this bit's coming up I'm going to wind the car up and I'll be ready to get past green Land Rover Discovery early one so we got to the straight I went for it there's nothing coming I committed and then as I was going for it the guy started to accelerate you know like annoying people do and then a Ford cargo seven and a half tonner came around the corner and was coming towards me so I'm looking in the rear view mirror I can see Danny's crazy face behind me in his golf. I'm committed to this thing. The discovery is accelerating and the cargo is coming towards me. I think I ain't backing off. I ain't backing off, which is stupid, of course, because I'm the <laughs> one who's I'm the one who's about to die. But I couldn't back off. I had to go for it. And the cargo started flashing me and I'm there. And eventually the disco backed off, fortunately. And I came in, the bloody discovery <laughs> went past. I didn't die. But I don't know what I was thinking. So we carried on going, got back to my parents house my dad's on the driveway washing the cars like he invariably was like he was when danny came up in the fireblade a few years later i got out of the car and I'm, honestly i could hardly stand up my oh. legs had completely gone to jelly because <laughs> i was so close to having a head on with that ford cargo oh. and danny turned up and he got out of the car and he's laughing and my dad's like what's going on what's, what's <laughs> happened nothing. i'm like I'm like, we're going to have to wait a few years before we can talk about that one. Yeah, yeah, nothing. <laughs> there is. I just nearly died, but other yeah, than that, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love a confession to your parents. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got a, got a confession for my dad. Um, I'm not sure if I may have told this tale many years ago on the podcast, um, but we were changing the oil on my mate's uh, Fiat 128 Coupe, which was in this lovely blue color i don't know if you remember those they're quite quite some car um and uh we're doing it on my mum and dad's driveway got all the oil out i think we we're changing the oil filter uh air filter you know doing all the, the stuff um we had five liters of duckham's finest ready to go back in the car started pouring it in the car and think like checking the dipstick one of us was pouring in the other one was checking the dipstick it's like it's not showing it's not showing we were five liters in you know it's still not showing on the dipstick and then looked mm. down at our feet and we had five <laughs> li- five liters of duckham's finest <laughs> all over my dad's driveway uh, i don't think he knows to this day somehow we managed to mop it up but we'd forgotten to put the sump plug in <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'd forget to do to that now, Andy. Way. So you're yeah. fine, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's how you learn, isn't it? Yeah, like oh, yeah, 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 mm. yeah. Absolutely, just like paddling around in Duckham's finest. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> nice oil painting on the driveway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lovely, lovely. <laughs> I think um, I think it'd be worth saying to to any listeners that if you've got any kind of automotive or Porsche confessions, like we genuinely love to hear from them. It'd be nice to just have a little section, maybe at the end of every episode, if uh, if the public is brave enough to submit their confession. Um, yes. You, you like can... was Simon Mayo's confessions at the end of each episode. It'd yeah, be quite cool, exactly wouldn't that. It? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly that. Yeah, and we could we could rip that feature off completely, and we could yeah. be the judge of if they're forgiven or not. But we'll um, see if we can find the music and. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. I love that. I love that, would that, be, that would be amazing. It's a it's a cool feature for Mr. Mayo. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, look, it, it, it can be a, a public apology or, or a personal apology to someone if you like. Um, or if uh, your ego is too big and you don't want to say sorry and you just want to regale the story, that's absolutely fine as well. <laughs> I think yeah, these these sorts of uh, these sorts of conversations, pub chat, really. I think they always go down so well, and it um, gives everybody a bit of a smile. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, let's hear your confessions, guys. Yeah, absolutely. I have to say, I've got an outrageous 
confession um it's not for public consumption whatsoever um okay. it involves uh, my dog jasper <laughs> <laughs> it involves my dog jasper um a gt2 rs and a trip to the vets <laughs> now i i will Ooh. say no more but what i will say is if there's enough interest from our patreon whatsapp group i will chuck a voice note on there because <laughs> I feel Never like to it, be repeated. It, it deserves to be heard by some, but certainly not by many. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Patreons, if you do want to hear it, let us know and I'll I'll lump it into the WhatsApp group. But it, it, it has to stay between us, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds even better than what I thought you were going to say when you said Jasper. I thought you were going to say it involves Jasper and someone else's picnic on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you remember that, Max? Do you remember that? I uh, do. They were very unhappy. They were very, very, very unhappy. Yeah, well, Jasper was hungry, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Poor unfed dog. Yeah, yeah. Excellent, oh, I forgot excellent. about that. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let us let us know about that. Let us know. Excellent. Where do you guys stand on road rage? I'm quite good at it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You're quite yeah. placid, Andy. To be fair. No, I'm not. No. Oh, uh, really? I, yeah. I had an amazing bit of road rage the other day, actually. Yeah. I was... Um, Pulling into almost like a pub car park. Uh, I had my indicator going. I was going lovely and slow. And I let this old boy walk across in front of me. And um, I had the window open. Dog was hanging out of it. And he kind of mumbled to himself, you could have effing indicated or something like that. And I was like, what? I was indicating. And I let you across the road. So I was like, what the F's wrong with you, you old bastard and uh yeah just absolutely let rip on him and he he turned around and started coming towards the car and then saw the dog hanging out the window and was like oh okay <laughs> and decided that maybe this wasn't the best time to have a go back but yeah, yeah i was proper going at it savage <laughs> see i had you down to say really like placid andy like every no, time i've no. been in the car you've been really really calm. okay yeah I, I can be yeah fairly calm but yeah other times no let, let go Got to indicate. Yeah. Always I did. Indicate. I did. That's the <laughs> thing. All right. <laughs> I see All right. No down. trouble. No yeah. trouble. It triggered me. Already. <laughs> triggered. Matt, you, you, you must have had it um, on kind of both sides of the fence, really, because you're into your cycling as well as your cars. And I kind of find that with, with cycling, you, well, it depends, you know, what side of the fence you're on. And I've, and I've had it whereby you drive and, you and you know, you see two cyclists or a cyclist. You think, oh, bloody cyclist, you know. But then when you're on a bike on the road, you think, no, actually, I'm I'm perfectly entitled to be riding two abreast here under UK law, actually. And do you know what? Bloody cars. <laughs> so yeah. you, must, you must kind of have both there. But that always seems to be like a cause of, of road rage, I think, is kind of the, the, the car versus cyclist scenario. Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? Because of the speed. It is. It is. Differentiation, especially when there's lots of cyclists, you know, lot, you know, if it's people out on a club ride and, you know, there's a lot to get past or you've got to go in between different groups, yeah, it all gets a bit tricky. Horses as well, are, you know, it's the, the same sort of thing around our way. You've got a lot of horses, a lot of cyclists. You know, I'm fairly relaxed about that sort of thing. You just got to, just got to keep it cool. Yeah. 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 Definitely. That, that's the thing around, you know, country lanes and speeding and where there's, horses and whatnot you know it's fine to have loads of horses underneath your right foot it's not so cool to have a load of horses underneath your front axle it's not <laughs> so. it's not good it's not good i mean a horse falling on the bonnet take its legs out it's going to write the car off isn't yeah it? yeah exactly you know, that. it's no good exactly it's, it's bad that. for everyone bad for the right yeah, bad for the horse bad for you 
Funny you say that, like the cycling, there, there was um, only a couple of weeks ago, not too far from your house, actually, Andy, was driving along, and there was basically like, yeah, this uh, peloton, basically, um, trying to set some sort of, you know, journey to journey around France sort of, you know, tour that begins in the UK sort of scenario. So they're like, they're really pushing on and they were probably not far off 30 mile an hour. So I was just kind of sitting sort of behind them because I thought, well, it's 30 mile an hour limit. So I'm just going to kind yeah. of sit here, but they were just this mass, this just glut of cyclists in the middle of the road. And uh, I was basically the camera car for them. And then it got to some traffic lights that went red and they just sailed right the way through it. And I just think, ah, that's not cool, man. You know, like you're, you're a road user, like we all are, and you've got to obey by the same rules as we do. And, and, and I'm sure if a motorist would have done a dodgy overtake or something, you know, I'm showing a prejudice here and I appreciate that, but you know, in, in order to, to kind of claim the moral high ground, I think you have to abide by the laws as well, sort of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. There is actually on the iPlayer at the moment. There's a episode of Panorama which was shown at the end of October, uh, which is a sort of cars versus bikes road rage thing, which is really, really interesting. I'd uh, implore uh, everybody to watch it. You know, whichever side of the fence you're on, or like a lot of people like me, you're on both sides of the fence. It's yeah. really interesting and Good educational. You know, you're rightly. You know, you know cyclist buzzing through lights i've i've done it myself i've also been absolutely terrified when someone's done a close pass on me and i you know yeah. certain i was going to be killed yeah so yeah. but it's it's quite you know it's made by a, a cyclist this episode of panorama but it's quite a well-balanced yeah. program um yeah. and it's uh yeah it's worth a look okay no that's a good shout that's a good shout i, I remember actually just um it was getting to near the end of lockdown 2020. So you could still only go out for certain things, but I think more and more people were taking a bit more of a liberal approach to, um, to what you could do. And I was, I was giving little Irish a bit of a, a stretch. So I was on my way to the supermarket, admittedly the long way. And, uh, and I approached the T junction and there were two cyclists fully lycraed up, just, just sitting at the T junction, having a chat. And I've pulled up behind them and they've seen me and they've carried on chatting. They're not looking left and right to pull out. So I've jumped out the car and I went, lad, what the f are you doing? And then quick as a flash, this bloke turns around and he just goes, no offense, mate, but that's an absolutely disgusting color for a car. <laughs> and then I quick as a flash turn around and went, well, no offense, mate, but that's a strong old frame to be lumping your gut about. <laughs> <laughs> i remember Fantastic jumping back. bit of road rage that's i brilliant. remember jumping back in the car like thinking to myself i'm gonna chalk that one up as a win and uh <laughs> came back and i told i told laura about it actually when i went in i just had a fantastic ding dong with a cyclist <laughs> yeah, but brilliant. um yeah just just chilling on a t-junction having a conversation I, I suppose they were kind of in, enjoying the time out and uh, and away from their their homes no doubt at that time but uh yeah it's funny that kind of cyclist versus motorist yeah, yeah. it's definitely a divide and and you know you can you can be on either side of that divide depending on seeing what vehicle you're in really and how you see yeah. it thing that i'm finding at the moment because it's getting dark so early uh is and i understand that some people don't like driving in the dark and they struggle to see in the dark you know there's various reasons why people don't like it but you know people are on the road in the dark at the moment when maybe they prefer not to be so i'm finding that you have or i'm doing lots of of little overtakes just to get past people you know because they don't want to go very fast and that's fine they can do their own thing but don't bloody flash me because i've overtaken you <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah i find that really irritating yeah, you know you can yeah. do 35 miles an hour all the time if that's what you want to do but you know if i need to get past then just let me do it 
<laughs> you almost want to shout out the window. I'm a cyclist too. I'm a brother. I'm undercover, uh, I mean, but I'm my brother. <laughs> yeah, this is cars. No, cars. Oh, cars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah cars right. going slow and me in, yeah. not on my bike, me in, uh, maybe it doesn't help that I'm driving a Porsche often. Well, yeah. probably don't know yeah, that, yeah. these people. But yeah, they it always flash me when I overtake them. Not always yeah. flash me, but often. Often, yeah. yeah. I get that yeah. too. Yeah. Like, don't overtake me. <laughs> you know, let's all do 39 miles an hour, even in the 30s. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. Uh, we're going now right right off the back of that then yeah that, that was that was great that was some yeah. some fun confessions chaps amongst all sorts thanks to george thanks to peter for joining in as well on that and as we said uh if you listen to this and you've got your own confession that you'd like to share um you can dm us uh, via instagram social media or drop us an email it's hello at nineworks.co.uk nice talking nice. of patreons should we do a little patreon update absolutely uh well busy week seven new patrons this week no oh, it's amazing it's amazing to see the the Nightworks radio family growing absolutely it's yeah, brilliant, isn't it? fantastic support uh i'll do a quick rundown hopefully i'll get the names right first up is uh nick shivers who is in romsey um uh he currently has a 964 has had a a few 96s as he had 964 before i believe a 944 and 912 um and a 968 so yeah good collection of cars over the years uh good to have you aboard and is uh, that shivers or chivers what do you think uh i'd say sh- oh well i went chivers c-h-i-v-e-r-s yeah. didn't you say shivers did i sorry <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, who knows? I, oh, well, I don't know. At least I got George right. <laughs> Next one. Uh, Robert Galvin uh, sponsored us a beer um, from Hornchurch in Essex. Good to have you along. Nice one. Um, what have we got here? Wow, you've got quite a collection of cars there, Robert. Um, 991.2 GT3 RS. Weissack Pack. Uh, GT4 cool. RS. Um, and son's got a 992 gt3 wow um, oh, amazing he's got a few spiders and boxsters as well a lover Very of cool. uh, a lover of the spiders and boxsters um so yeah great to have you on board thank you uh next maybe, is... maybe he can help deal with the gt4 rs thing what trying to work yes absolutely you know we've been a bit you know we're a bit comme ci comme ça or we're on both sides of the fence definitely on this podcast about the gt4 RS, aren't we maybe now that we've got an owner on board in the patreons we can uh maybe we'll get to see it and we can talk about it absolutely sounds good uh next up is nick jeffrey uh who has you know nick very well don't you Um, i think everybody knows nick he's missing Porsche scene isn't he he is yeah (laughs) if you don't know him you soon will um he has sponsored us a coffee thank you nick uh what's nick currently driving i think he's got a 991.2 gts 991.1 gts that he's just bought recently really lovely car actually yeah if yeah i'd like to have that car um spider yeah 987 uh spider black one which he absolutely love has been a real enlightening experience for him and he's also got a 997 point one gt3 oh, which yes. is which i've actually got first refusal on because it's bloody fantastic it's gt silver it's got uh sofas it's got a sunroof it's just fantastic it's spec. yeah yeah even it's, comes yeah. with slippers he, yeah he yeah 
And and what I love about Nick is a big, big, big enthusiast in the Porsche scene, has been for years as well. If you basically go to any event on a Sunday, he's there and he's repping and he does a lot for a lot of people. So like, yeah, yeah big, big kudos to Nick. What I will say as well, mate, is uh, Nick works in insurance. So come on, son, dust your wallet off. Let's up, let's up the Patreon spend a little bit. Hey? Let's, <laughs> let's go up to a beer a month rather than a coffee. You've had everyone else's money. <laughs> Yeah, he's a good man. Saying that, yeah, yeah. No, top yeah. man, top man. As you it, say, yeah. real stalwart of the scene. And yeah. Karen is as well. His wife is lovely. Yes, too. exactly that. Yeah, big. Yeah, that's exactly it. Big shout out to Karen as well. She's absolutely spot on. And as you say, can usually be seen with Nick um, at, at most events. So big, big Porsche family there. So welcome yeah. aboard. And like us, a big supporter of Paragon. His three cars are all Paragon cars. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. So yeah, welcome Nick. Uh, next up on the roster is Andy Crottendine. I'm probably absolutely crucified that, Andy. Um, you probably know his car quite well. It's a Minty uh, GTS 991.1 um, in full mint colour, including uh, Minty seats. It's got mint everywhere. You can't miss it. Great car. Good to have you along. He's up in Salisbury, uh, not too far from us here. Uh, it's next a lovely up, car, that. Lovely yeah, car. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Great looking thing. Uh, next up, we've got Jamie Tyler from Paragon. We hey. sponsored us a beer. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks, um, Jamie. I don't know what what does Jamie drive? Is he uh, well? Um, uh, Porsche stuff. I know he used to have a nine six four C four. He's also got um, at the moment. He's got a Nissan Duke, which thing he's he's had for for a good few years. It might have been from new, but um, it's got like Jamie Tyler Nurburgring spec on it because when we recorded at Paragon a few weeks ago, and I have spoken to him about this since, obviously, Max, you and I tipped out of Paragon as about quarter to 11 at night. Yeah. And uh, Jamie and I were heading the same back, the same way back towards Brighton-ish way. And then obviously I was peeling off and heading uh, along the coast. But uh, I thought, oh, I'll just follow Jamie then. And um, I was in my 11, my 911. Do you know, I had a lot of trouble keeping up with him. <laughs> he was absolutely gone and uh he did say he knows the roads but i think he's also been very kind to himself he was peddling that thing and peddling it quite hard <laughs> so, yeah good on him yeah he could definitely he could definitely pedal but um it's great as well that, that jamie's kind of personally supporting the pod as well so yeah thank you yeah top top yeah, man thank mate. you jamie wonderful thank you jamie uh next up is mark fossey who is in leicester leicester um and he drives a basalt black nine nine 7.2 gt sorry 997.2 c2s is getting a bit ahead of himself there he's had it for around about 18 months i remember talking to mark uh quite a while ago actually when he was looking around for his car um on instagram um welcome mark and thank you for the coffee a month much appreciated yeah, amazing tops absolute tops and finally we have sorry for the big roll call it's gone on a bit today isn't it uh barry hutchinson who is from lancashire um he has sponsored us a beer from where from lancashire is that lancashire, on the, on what, lancashire what did i lancashire say border <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> <laughs> on the borders lanks lancashire <laughs> um it's been a long time podcast fan been listening to us all the way back to road to redline days i believe and total 911 reader um he has a 2016 991.1 gts 
Lovely. Lovely. Beautiful, Thank beautiful, you, beautiful 911. Yeah, thanks, Barry. Thanks yeah. for your long-term support as well. This is, yeah, it's great to see that Nineworks family uh, growing, uh, particularly in the Nineworks radio side um, with our with our Patreons there. I just want to give a quick shout out to John Emery as well, who I believe is uh, is a Nineworks Patreon, has been for quite a while. Um, received a really, really nice email from John in the week. Uh, I won't read it out, but the, the, the crux of it was nice to have the podcast for a bit of escapism um, and a good laugh and a good giggle. So, um, it was really nice to receive that and know that uh, our ramblings of a morning when we record them currently uh, are providing some sort of enlightenment for people and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, just a shout out to John and, and, and best wishes to your family as well, my man. Yeah, thank you, John. Tidy, spread the love. Shall I go? I can, I'm ready to go. Go for it. Uh, I went on Sunday to an event at the Classic Motor Hub, um, which is out uh, near Bybury, out in the Cotswolds really really nice place i've been there quite a few times but not for quite a long time it's um it's an old uh raf uh fighter command station from world war ii they ran spitfires and hurricanes out there nowadays it's uh classic car sales and storage and there's a shop and um you know all of that sort of thing and it's a really nice vibe there when you get there it's uh you know it feels like you're going on to a second world war fight command station they've got some really interesting stock a bit of porsche lovely um 1970 2.2 s uh us import in irish green uh, Ooh, right nice. up your street lee and then all sorts of other interesting classics so if you you know if you if you cross smart like i am there's something you know there's really something for everyone there real nice place the event i went to was at a Kona and Kronos and Cars event, saw lots of Patreons there, lots of nice people, really good place, uh, great bacon sandwich. Um, get along there, people, if you haven't been. I think their last uh, sort of Cars and Coffee thing is coming up on the first Sunday in December. So there's a, one more chance to go there this year. So if you haven't been, check it out. Is that where we went in the summer, Lee? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It was when we did yeah. the uh, Cotswolds rally. That was the yeah, right. Porsche Club. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. It finished yeah. there, didn't it? Is that right? It did. It did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So you guys know all about it. Yeah, cool place. Yeah, yeah, very cool. I remember seeing that Irish Green 912 um, when I was there, actually. And uh, yeah, beautiful thing. Beautiful. 911. 911. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. 2.2S, 2. 150 yeah. grand. Oh, my bad. Yeah, there we go. My bad. What do I know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my bad. No, yeah, lovely car. Lovely car nice who's next who's next i'll go next i had a fantastic drive in my car on sunday i uh, got a few guys local here and we went out for a little blast around the dorset countryside and my car was just it was i don't know if it was like you know when you you get to really sort of exercise it and learn it it felt like i'd actually kind of gelled with it on the drive on Sunday really kind of started to understand it. Yeah. Um, it was doing some, yeah, nice, nice bit of brisk driving on some really sort of quite bumpy roads. And the suspension setup that I've got now is just amazing. <laughs> I, I think you're going to drive the car actually on Friday, aren't you Lee? Yes. So I'm really looking forward to you, to you, to, yeah, seeing what you th think about it. Um, but the KW V3s, I'm going to recommend the KW V3s because I just can't recommend them enough. Um, the way that the car goes around corners, the way that it soaks up bumps, um, it, it just, um, yeah, absolutely amazing. 
um previously whenever i used to drive the car you know you'd go along the road and you'd see a bump and you'd wince going oh how much is that going to hurt <laughs> you know how what big bang is there going to be in the sort of suspension when you hit it but i didn't have one of those moments on sunday um absolutely amazing so yeah kwv3s um i'm pretty sure i saw because it's black friday this weekend isn't it you might just get get in there i'm pretty sure they were 300 pound off from kw themselves oh very oh, good it's very good indeed yeah. very good yeah. yeah so yeah that's it kwv3s for me there's a, it'd be worth pointing out as well that uh, I mentioned last week about the Heritage Parts Centre um, discount. That is uh, that will still be running to the end of Cyber Monday, and you can get twenty percent off, and you can purchase the KWs uh, via the Heritage Parts Centre website. So you'll have to do the maths as to uh, what's the, the greater the saving, the three hundred yeah. quid or the twenty percent. I know Design Nine Eleven uh, will be doing um, something similar as well. Uh, to be honest with you, go on nineworks.co.uk, hit the shop, find your model search for the kws um and that'll bring up your full listings of kws uh v3s club sports whatever it depends how far how hard you want to go yeah. um but that'll bring up the full listings and, and you can take a look at the discounts kind of from there really there we go lee simply the martin lewis of the 911 yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly that exactly that with a bit more hair uh, my spread the love this week um i'm gonna go towards uh our good friend of this podcast ed jenkins um, and the race work so I've, I've mentioned these guys before but again because it's black friday and well cyber monday by the time this podcast lands um the race works as you know they do uh, amazing um f1 and porsche merchandise like real high quality clobber I'm not really kind of one per someone to wander around these things with yeah like Lufka cult shirts and whatever, like, you know, I know you're, <laughs> hey, you're a fan of matches. Hey. Historically, it's not been my thing, but actually the the merch from the Raceworks, like the official Porsche Motorsports stuff, I'm really partial to it. I think it's really good, really smart, actually, as well, um, which I know the, the Luft stuff is, Max. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying historically I've not. I'm, I'm new yeah, to yeah. the party, new to the party on it. Um, but, yeah, because it's uh, the Black Friday weekend, uh, the guys at Raceworks are running 35% off site-wide. So it includes your, your F1 merchandise, but again, particular reference for this podcast with the Porsche merch. Um, I think Ed is saying, just having a look here at WhatsApp, uh, it, the discount will run at least until the end of Cyber Monday. We might extend beyond. So it'd be worth in either scenario taking a look. The website is theraceworks.com. Ah, I'm going to take a look at that. Yeah, yeah, real, real nice stuff on there. Um, you can get some of the stuff online at the Nine Works shop as well, incidentally, but the full range of Porsche merch and certainly F1 is the raceworks.com. Top bloke as well. Yeah, yeah, lovely guy. Yeah. Lovely guy. Fantastic. Amazing. Any other news? I think we did. Done. Yeah, I think I think that's that's kind of that's it, chats. We've got a couple more episodes coming up for this series, haven't we? Yes. Yes, we, we have. It'll run us into Christmas. And uh, yeah, happy and days. We'll be taking a, a little break over Christmas. Yes, yeah. coming back in the new year with new guests and, and new episodes as well, as always. So, uh, gents, as always, always a pleasure, never a chore. Good to see Indeed. you. Indeed. Good to see you both. Nice one. See you soon. Bye. 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 This episode was brought to you by our very kind Patreons. If you enjoy the podcast and would like to join them in supporting us, you can do so at patreon.com slash nineworksradio.